Hi, welcome to the Holiday the Mark podcast show. The following is an article I found called The First Alien Abduction Account Described a Medical Examination with a Crude Pregnancy Test. That is... Is it chasing us? That's thought coursed through Betty and Barney Hill's minds as they drove a 57 Chevy Air down the empty winding country road in New Hampshire, White Mountains. It was December night in 1961. They hadn't seen a car for miles. A strange light in the sky seemed to follow them. When they finally got home to Portsmouth at dawn, they were far from relieved. They felt dirty. Their watches stopped working. Barney's shoes were strangely scuffled, and Betty's dress was ripped. There were two hours of the drive that neither one of them can remember what had happened. With the help of the psychiatrist, the quiet couple eventually revealed a startling story. Grey beings from with large eyes had walked them into a metallic disc as wide. Betty said, as her house was long, once inside, the beings examined the couple and arranged their memories. The experience would kick off an Army Air Force inquiry, part of the Secretive Initiative Project Blue Book, that investigated UFO sightings across the country. The incident would also become the first wide ever wildly World widely publicised alien abduction account a space shape how stories like it would be told and understood from there on. Debate continues to whether the husband and wife were liars, fantasies, crackpots and simple sleep deprived people later recovered seriously scrambled memories. The Hill Road was Spontaneous, a well-earned break, Barney decided the couple needed as explained in the uninterrupted journey, a 1996 book they collaborated on with author John G. Fuller. Barney worked a grueling night shift at the post office, driving 60 miles each way. Betty's job handling state well, child welfare cases was no easier. The little free time he's biological couple devoted to their church and activities related to the civil rights movement. After 16 years, months of marriage, Betty and Barney saw this trip through Montreal and Niagara Falls as a delayed honeymoon. They left so impulsively that they had no time to go to the bank before it closed for the weekend. They got in a car with less than $70 in their pocket. On the last night of their three-day trip, the tired couple slipped coffee Sipped coffee into an environment diner to recharge before driving back. Barney figured if they pushed through, they could beat the wind and rains from an approaching hurricane. They left their diner around 10 p.m., estimating they would reach the Red Frame House in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, between 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. at the latest. As they drove, strange light in the sky gave them even another reason to hurry. At first it looked like a falling star, but it grew larger and brighter. With each mile, Barney, an avid plane watcher and World War II vet, was sure there was nothing to worry about. It was just a satellite, he assured Betty. It probably went off course. 
light seemed to move with the car as Barney steered down the curving mountain road. A light zigged and zagged, ducking past the moon and behind trees and mountain ridges, only to reappear moments later. Sometimes it seemed to move towards them in a game of cat and mouse. It had to be illusion, they thought. Maybe the car's movement made it seem like the light too was moving. Curiosity overcame them. The couple pulled down over at road stops and picnic turnouts to get a closer look. Through binoculars, Betty saw the white light was really an object spinning in, in the air. Barney, she told her husband, if you think that's a satellite, a star, you've been completely ridiculous. We, he knew she, he, she was right. Barney had an IQ of 140, noted follower in his book. Barney was also a pragmatic man who wouldn't give flying sources a second thought, remembered his niece Catherine Murden in her work, captured the, Be- captured the Betty and Barney Hill experience. Though it was too quiet for a helicopter, a commercial plane, and even when it should detect jet with a shot pilot. He didn't want to spook Betty, but he was becoming concerned. What this light? What was this light, and why was it toying with him? About seventy miles past the diner, the object hovered just above the treetops, approaching a hundred feet above them. Barney abruptly stopped the car, keeping in the engine running. He shoved a handgun he hidden beneath the seat into his pocket and rushed into a dark field, leaving Betty in. But there, he saw what he saw was as big as a jet, but as round and flat as a pancake. My God, what is this thing? He recalled, thinking, this must be real. Between rows of row, between high rows of windows, grey uniformed beings seemed to look behind, right at him. Barney recalled, he tried to lift his hand to the, his pistol, but somehow couldn't. A voice told him not to put down, to put down his binoculars. He was, he had a startling thought. What about what? He, we were about to be captured. Leaning hysterically, he ran back to the car and barreled down the road, as Betty tracked the craft, craning her head inside, outside the car window. Without explanation, loud rhythmic, rhythmic beats sounded. From the car's trunk, the couple left instantly drowsy and left lost consciousness when they came round two hours later and thirty-five miles down the road. Back home in Portsmouth, they tried to make sense of the night. Barney felt compelled to examine his body's lower his body's lower half. Both seemed to bear seemed aware of a puzzling presence. In the weeks and months after, Betty, an avid reader, checked out books from the library, discovering the Civilian UFO Group, National Investigations Committee of Aerial Phenomena. She also repeated the sighting to the Air Force worried about radiation. In the coming years, with Betty suffering from disturbing dreams and Barney developing an ulcer and anxiety, the couple sought mental health. The two met with... Benjamin Simon, a psychiatrist and neurologist, he specialises in hypnosis, a mainstream technique at the time. Through months of weekly sessions, Simon helped the couple piece together what they think had happened. The vessel had landed on the heels car, 
putting them to sleep. Afterwards, grey beings walked them up a long ramp and into the spacecraft. Once inside, the hills had separated, taking turns in an examination room that had curved walls and a large light hanging from the ceiling. Once every, each was asked to climb on a metal table, the table was so short, Barney's legs hung over the side. During the examinations, the beings removed Betty and Barney's clothes, cut strands of their hairs, took clippings of their nails and scraped their skin. Each sample was placed in a clear material, but not, not unlike a last slide. Needles connected at long wires probed their heads, arms, legs and spines. One large needle, about four to six inches long, was inserted in to better his belly. This pregnancy test left her twisting in pain. Throughout a, a being, Barney and Betty called the leader, watched from the side. After Betty's examination ended, beings rushed back into her room, excited. They discovered that Barney's teeth could be removed. Betty laughed, explained that Barney had dentures, a fact of human ageing. The beings struggled to understand. Later, alone with the leader, Betty asked whether Croft had flown. Admitting she knew little of the universe, the, the being joked with her, saying, If you don't know where you are, you... There wouldn't be any point telling you where I am. Later, under hypnosis, she drew a star map shown to her on the ship. In 1965, the Hill story was picked up by a Boston newspaper. After that, everything changed. The quiet couple's story becomes a subject of best-selling book and a movie starring James L. Jones. Outstanding civil servants have become celebrity adductees. The Hills weren't the first to spot a UFO or even report an abduction, but their story did capture the nation's imagination and was so widely publicised. It's helped show how we talk about alien encounters and abductions to this day. Before the Hills story, alien encounters were friendly, according the Christopher Bender, a professor of psychology at California's Chapman University. Some aliens even live on Earth and and commune back back on weekends. But once the Hill stories became better known, abduction counts shared certain characteristics, such as the medical examinations and missing time. Aliens with large heads and big eyes duped dubbed greys in UFO colour circles came classical sci fi staples in personal counts and pop culture. Close Encounters of the Third Kind and shows like The X-Files. The Hughes story and those who came after paved the way for a new understanding of human existence. Richard J. McNally, a Harvard psychologist, puts this this way. The alien abduction phenomenon, in my opinion, shows how it's to see non-psychotic individuals can develop beliefs about the false memories of increased experience that never happened. Experts have all tried to explain why intelligence Otherwise, why otherwise mentally stable people came forward with these with, the, with these experiences? Many psychologists say sleep paralysis and hallucinations played a fact. Leading questions during hypnosis and may 
the main way most of the Dutchies unlocked their stories could also have been a factor. Those who reported the Dutch must also see the world a little differently. Controversy search, one of the strongest predictors of a false recall is the vivid imagination. This this group scores high in mental ideation. It's more likely to believe in ghosts and tarot readings, according to McAlley. Some believe that the Hill story was simply a myth in the making, with, with supernatural meetings, vulnerable protagonists, and other overworldly journeys that were often hallmarks of the legend. At many point at the stress of being an interracial couple during the predominantly white state in the protermally terminal era, year of the hypothesis 1964 was marked by cold war tensions and civil rights unrest. Even numerous urban riots during that summer. You have a borough couple at the time. You obviously, it wasn't easy to be a borough couple, said Bader. Look what those aliens have emit. What look what those aliens were. Mr. Black and White, I, f- I find that very meaningful. Dutchy stories depend on the first-hand accounts, the most vulnerable form of evidence. Memories can be distorted by stress or distraction, or even manufactured. Even when a false memory is in place, psychiatrists say the brain works to fill out the details. Psychiatrist Michael Stemmer points to paternality and the tendency to see patterns e- even when one is this, none is this, hoping to see faces in clouds or assume that one event caused another. Past appearance also shapes human perception. Barney, a World War Two vet, said, thought the head, head grey looked like Hitler and seemed menacing. Betty, meanwhile, having decided to see the aliens, battered with the affectionate grey who performed her medical examination that they indeed agreed to give her a book to bring to earth of her. She, she said though other crew members would later overrule their decision. In this way, alien reduction and counter stories have helped psychologists understand the human brain. It affects the weaknesses inherent in memory first-hand accounts, according to Christopher French, a parapologist specialising in human experience related to the paranormal. What you see and hear, especially, especially more or less than the ideal observational conditions, can be heavily influenced by our prior beliefs and expectations, wrote in French in The Guardian. Kneecaps, scientific advisor, across the zone of the couple found this evidence credible. The Air Force Blue Project Blue book would utterly dismiss the story, determining, determining the unexpected crafts had been explained by natural causes, hinting that a couple hadn't seen a spacecraft but the planet Jupiter. But for his part of the story, scientist Simon never met the hills, never felt the hills had made up this story. He conducted, concluded that Betty had dreamed the application and Barney absorbed her story. Especially since many of the vivid details match descriptions of dreams. Betty had jointed down after the event, I believe, especially in the honesty of these people, he said on a 70s radio programme.
course, other explanations are always possible. The abduction actually occurred. The heels struck, stuck by their story, despite years of sceptics and distractors. Like many abductees, the story the couple never felt false memory to or straight sleep paralysis as pain what they experienced. Betty would become a well voice in the UFO research research and she claims she was visited quite several times in decades to follow.